Hello and welcome to an all-new Marvel cast, Explosion Epics Hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers Defenders to Clive Reston and Black Jack Tar. My name's Ashley Hobley, the Explosion Epics resident half-Asian superhero. Join me today, the Astonishing Dawn Blight. <laughs> I was like that any time you can use that as an intro. <laughs> I'm the all white person on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I follow that up. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about Shang Chi. If you notice, uh, Kieran isn't available for this episode because COVID has locked down pretty much all of Victoria, especially Shepparton. Uh, so you know, apologies to all the listeners in Victoria and New South Wales or anywhere that can't watch Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Um, we will be jumping into spoilers probably as soon as we start getting into the film. So, uh, you know, when Save you eventually this for, yeah, like wait 45 days when it comes to Disney Plus uh, and then listen to it. But, you know, if you live anywhere that's not riddled with COVID, go watch Shang-Chi. <laughs> Hopefully you already have. Uh, so let's get into Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. right he's just a criminal who murders people be careful how you speak to me boy i thought i could change my name start a new life but i could never escape his shadow Son, you can't run from your past. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, screenplay by Dave Callaham, Destin Daniel Cretton, Andrew Lan- Lanham, story by Dave Callaham and Destin Daniel Cretton, based on uh, characters from Marvel Comics, starring Simu Liu, uh, Aquafina, Mung Er Zhang, uh, Fala Chen, Florian Montanu, Benedict Wong, Michelle Yao. Uh, and Tony Leung. Shang-Chi must confront the past he thought he left behind when he was drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. Uh, Dylan, what do you think of Shang-Chi? I really, really liked it. It was a good one. It was so, coming off Black Widow where I was like, eh, you know, like, it was alright. It felt like a fucking Marvel movie. <laughs> you know, like, go listen to that podcast. It was, was alright. It was just sort of, wasn't the Welcome to the next part of Marvel. You know, like here's some refreshing characters and uh, places and whatever else. This, this, um, this isn't as good as uh, Black Panther, but it gave me this similar sort of feeling where I kind of forgot I was watching a Marvel movie for a lot of it, which was really mm-hmm. good. And that's what Black Panther did, where there's like no connecting characters bar one, which doesn't really count because it's not like a main Marvel character or anything like that so you 
you know, if you if you know who it is and you get it, but it doesn't like ruin the movie. Um, but for the most part, from start to finish, it just feels like you're watching a. It literally could just be any martial arts movie, you know. Like, there's really nothing in here that screams MCU, um, other than, I guess there's two. Sorry, I forgot there's two. There's one character that's like a, a supporting MCU character, I guess, in Wong, and then you've got you the got cameo by um, Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess the Wong thing, but so quick until the after credits, which we'll get to, it, it doesn't really interfere with anything. Um, but other than that, the whole movie just feels like it could just be a... A martial arts fantasy film um especially like by the time you get to the end it just feels it doesn't even the last sequence which is this big you know s- special effects heavy sequence even all of that doesn't feel like a big cgi fuckfest like marvel movies usually do like, it kind of just worked for me and it's just weird because well, that was the almost question i was a, gonna ask because it was very yeah. cgi heavy <laughs> it was cgi heavy but i don't know like it kind of it didn't go too long. It wasn't over the top. By the time the big monster comes out and the dra- the dragon... Well, hold on. I, I'm saying, like, from the time <laughs> the big monster comes out, yeah, not when the little bat things or whatever start coming out. When, when the big monster comes out, that whole sequence worked for me because it, it didn't go into the... It wasn't like a big sequence of it smashing things left, right, and center. Kind of, you know, we just kind of get straight into the battle with the dragon and whatever else. And I don't know. It looked really good. And it looked like nothing I, else I'd seen. And I'm like... I'm watching a fucking kaiju movie now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like we kind of, we like switched up genres. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's got all these really great, it's got this fantastic cast of which, um, what's the actress who plays his sister? Who I was looking at before. I'm like, well, she's been in nothing. She's been all in right. nothing. I want to say Meng, 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 uh, Zhang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go, I'll let you, the pronounced of that choice yeah that, i'm just basing um, she, it on, uh simu simu Liu, uh tweeted out a bunch of pronunciations to help yeah he tweeted something out like in june so oh well i might i might need to look this up for future reference but um she's really really good um and by the end of the movie you're like simu lee lee right Liu. Um, he, he's like obviously the star and fantastic in it, but I kind of already came into it expecting that based on the trailers. It just was like, all right, I'm totally in for you as this role as um, Shang-Chi. But by the time you get introduced to his sister, I was like, cool, now I want you to have your own thing. And then you get to the after credits and, you know, they tease that or whatever else. And um, Aquafine is like really, really good, of course. She's like the big comedic part, but. I don't think the comedy ruins this movie at all. Uh, the the fight scenes, I think, are some of the best in the MCU, full stop. And I'm a sucker for... Like, when we get to that that bus sequence early in the movie, yeah. I was like, oh, boy. we got some choreographed fight scenes happening, everybody. We're about... You're out to please little old Dylan in the cinema right now. Like, there's that one shot where it's the one take. Um, and I know, like, they can hide some because there is, like, CGI happening there and whatever else, and the bus does hide or whatever. But he's, like, fighting right to left on the the from the bus and he's like taking on several people or whatever else like there's actual choreographed fights yeah. scenes happening i was like fuck me what a <laughs> breath of fresh air like it's i would put this up there i'd have to i don't know it's hard to like winter soldier sort of my top mcu fight scene movie 
I would put this up there with that, at least, like just coming off watching it. I wouldn't say yeah. that it's better or not, because I'd have to rewatch and it's a bit too fresh. Solely be like, yeah, you know, solely have to be like, which does have the better. But definitely watching this, I didn't get my usual fatigue thing of Marvel movies just having kind of bad fight scenes because they just don't really choreograph them and the actors want to perform them and they can't then have proper choreograph fights or whatever else like so that really stood out music was good shot really well story was good although i think it gets bogged down a little bit in the middle has some pacing issues i guess that's my only problem it's sort of like it's a dip in the middle for a little bit there um other than that i really really enjoyed it yeah yeah i really really enjoyed this as well like you said action sequence like like the choreography really impressive uh, yeah, I really enjoyed, like, the core cast. Similarly, Aquafina have great chemistry and, like, you can see their, like, real good connection and that kind of thing. Then, you know, uh, Tony Lewing, amazing. Like, an interesting take on the character and, like, his motivations. Um, you know, we get the impression he's a bad guy, but then it turns out he's being kind of manipulated this entire time. Uh, by a force bigger than himself, even though he's a thousand-year-old man. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, was he, though? Because I don't think it was implied he was always being manipulated by ten rings. Was it? No, no, no. Just into opening the gate, so. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for that part. I was about like, to say, he did bad this stuff. Film, like, he though. was, yeah, yeah, he was a bad guy. Like, like everything he did prior to meeting um whatever the wife's name was um lee or whatever i think yeah. that's it right wait um everything he did prior to that like that was him being a bad guy <laughs> like, yeah absolutely uh but you know i i kind of felt like bad for him when he's like he's just a guy going through grief you know you know the ongoing t- story of phase four phase four of marvel's <laughs> grief yeah yeah It'll get you every time. The new, the new Thanos. <laughs> well, I think we we might have got hints of the new Thanos in this film. So, um, but yeah, I thought. Whoa. Well, like the next big thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really, you know, I I agree with you. I think the story kind of slowed down, uh, when they got to the village. It like came to a slow, for a little bit until. Big, uh, what's his name? Tony Lung came, army came. Is that where you feel like the pacing kind of dropped off? I would say between them getting to the Ten Rings facility through to him, then showing back up. Um, that I wouldn't say that that whole part was didn't have good moments because, of course, that's when yeah. Travis shows up and whatever else. But I just think from them getting there to that, like that, what, 15, 20 ish minutes. That's where I'd say it has some pacing it, uh, issues between all, that whole sequence or those mm. moments, that part of the film, that 20 minutes, I feel like yeah. needed some editing or, or I mean, something to well, sort of- Well, to be fair, it had been going like full pace until that time. So yeah. it needed to slow it down eventually, but, you know, it kind of, it, it wasn't a smooth transition. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, just the, even the small details of like, um, of of him like taking off his shoes when he gets into Aquafina's parents' place, you know, and like their kind of friendship of oddly like coming across each other and like, 
having like been together for the last ten years. So it's implied that Shang Chi is like twenty six, I guess. For twenty four. Yeah, yeah. It's they. I think they. Well, because uh, I was trying to work out. He says, "Oh, I let you live your lives for ten years ten, or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, ten years from when? Because he he was out there for what? Six years before his sister came out, right? Yeah, his sister left, yeah. So, 10 years from when she was gone? Or or else it was only four years? Because then it's then it's implying that she, his sister... What the fuck is the sister's name again? So I can stop saying the sister. I can't forget. Xiling. Uh, Xiling. Um, she was only out for four years. So Xiling was only out for four years before she gets brought back there. Xia Ling. Or, Xia, what? Xia Ling. Xia Ling. Um, she, she was only out for four years. Or she was out for ten. So I'm going to choose to believe he meant ten years from when she was out. Because, or else, I just don't think that I don't really buy Simulia's 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense. Like, I'm not saying he looks like old, old, but he definitely looks at least closer to our age <laughs> than he does 24. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, lots of interesting, like, scenes, like her, like, styling, it turning out to be the owner of the massive underground Black Martin Dark Web Fight Club, uh, featuring our boy, Bronny Chang. Uh, you know, and the abomination Wong fight, which I think is implied was fixed. Is that <laughs> that? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so Wong's making some money on the side by training Abomination to fight against him. You know, he still can't <laughs> afford to pay for a tuna melt. It's like crazy. <laughs> I guess, I guess they've got to make money somehow. In the sense, you know, Doctor Strange isn't bringing in any cash. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought. You know, even that fight was pretty cool. Like, between Shang-Chi and Tsai Ling in the cage. And then when she full-on knocks him out, very impressive. We all felt it was coming. Did you feel that was... Oh, yeah. You, you, as soon as she <laughs> turned up, I was like, oh, I see where this movie, this scene's going. Uh, and then we get that cool action sequence, like, on the, on the scaffolding. Uh, yeah. That was very cool. The other thing I found interesting was obviously the story was kind of told through flashbacks a lot, which I felt worked, which sometimes it feels like a cheap like story or easy plot device, whereas it felt kind of earned here. Like- I would say yes and no, because I didn't feel like it didn't work, but I also felt like I am I reached a point where I was noticing like subconsciously that scenes I wasn't hearing all of the dialogue or they were withholding things and my brain's like all right well we're coming back to this scene then you know like especially most prominently the scene where his mother goes out to fight those goons or whatever yeah and you don't hear what she says to him on the the steps there or whatever and that my brain's like all right we're coming back to this scene later you know it doesn't ruin it but I just felt like if I'm noticing at that point, it was because we'd done this already a couple times in the movie, where mm. especially because the movie starts when you're hearing the the tale of how um, 
mother, mommy and daddy met, blah, 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 like you're doing that whole thing. And they choose to not include how it goes from her kicking his ass to them actually getting together. You're like, okay, well, we're coming back to this. But that was fine at that time. But because they'd done it like once or twice, I think by the time we got to that moment, my subconsciously my brain just was like, all right, we're doing this again. We're coming back to this scene later. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like it worked for me more than it did for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I think it helps that the the kid actors are pretty solid, you know. You know, especially when after his mother died and Tony Long, like, takes out that bar full of people. Pretty brutal, those rings, when you think about it, like. Oh, yeah, they're like shotguns. He shotguns that dude to the face, basically. Yeah. Like, like, like his hand was behind the sun, so you, but I'd have to assume it was pretty bloody, the ring. <laughs> I assume so. Even the choreography for all those ring fights, very cool. I thought they, they found a they way do to a make good a job of, interesting. Yeah, and you can always like understand where the rings are going and what they're doing. Like, yeah, yeah, they, it doesn't really just feel like they're just doing whatever they want or whatever. Like, it always sort of makes sense as far as magical rings go for making sense, but it does make sense in how they're working. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, we, it all culminates in, <laughs> like you said, a massive CGI fest. Um, I thought the village stuff yeah, kind of felt like it was a bit, it slowed everything down to a crawl, like, because uh, they're waiting like a day or whatever, a night for them to, to show gotta up. Have that, gotta it's have just that the training preparation. sequence, man. Gotta have that. I mean, they did have to have sequence. a fight between Simulu and Michelle Yao, so. If you're going to hire her, you've got to give her at least a showcase sequence where he just beats his ass, like throws him down with wind. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to have Aquafina learn how to fire to, mag- sh- to fire those arrows so well in literally like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, tra- yeah. One, se- one sequence. Dragon scales, they're magic, you know? Yeah. I don't know where they're getting the dragon scales from, though. It's like- I presume he offers them. Whatever that dragon yeah, but name is. The, they don't, it's not the same color as the dragon. <laughs> maybe they are, though, like once they come off him. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's under the fur. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so you you didn't mind the final giant kaiju battle? No, I agree. The The village stuff was all drew everything to a halt, and that, that could have definitely been sped up. But by the time that monster breaks out, my brain was definitely like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Fucking hell. My least favorite part of the movie, here we are coming up. But once they dropped, once they jumped on the never-ending story over there, I was kind of uh, completely into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I can understand. My brother said he had he struggled to keep track of what was happening. Just because, like, it's very... CGI and there was water everywhere and well, he did, he did a whirlwind, ar- whirlwind around him they try and capture him at first but then they get more he gets more souls dropped on his mouth and so he like does a big fucking shockwave attack and then he goes up and then they go and fight some more and then all of a sudden she's about to fall off and he's like oh no I'll let you go fucking out Pachoo! straight through the shirt you're fuck cunt and then we keep going <laughs> we got some fighting round him back up again he traps him then he gets on those rings and he like dives on him and he shoots the rings down his throat for some reason the stupid idiot swallows him what a fool and then <laughs> he somehow shoots up into the sky like he's fucking Goku and does some sick ass move where he literally jaws as that son of a bitch kaboom yeah, I can picture it all happening now. Come on, easy to understand. 
is it though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the fight between the fights between Tony Long and Simu, like very cool. Like, I don't know how he suddenly was able to capture the Ten Rings, but I don't really care. <laughs> you know, it's because um, he know. I don't know magic spells. I don't know. Yeah, it was what his mo- It's implied it's what his mother taught him. And how yeah, she the movements, how whatever. she did that, I don't know. Like if she just fluked it that one fight they had, and then she just remembered the exact move set. But well, I mean, it's very obvious because the way they edit it is he's like, "Oh, that's what she was showing me how to yeah. steal the power of the and ring I think or whatever." It's implied that someone from that village was always meant to, someone of that Control lineage was meant to have the rings eventually. Mm. So, um, yeah. You know, and then Tony dies. You know, I thought that was pretty sad. Like, uh, after Simu chooses not to kill him, which I thought was interesting. Obviously, a character point that he brings up, like right before, was he actually went and killed the person who killed his brother, which I was surprised they didn't show. And I think it might be something that potentially could be brought up in a sequel. Mm. Like, was that person someone important? Is someone going to come for Samu for revenge? You know? They should have just done it like in Kill Bill Volume 1 where it just goes to an anime sequence so they can show the violence and stuff. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, but I could definitely see the whatever sequel it opens with him killing whoever. Mm. And like, they could make it. They could actually make it someone of prominence or... They well, could make it connected I mean, to maybe someone it's a of bit prominence. too cliche that, you know, it just starts a cycle of violence and revenge. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, that's you always enjoyable. Uh, I thought it was interesting. They kind of rewrote the history of the Mandarin again, uh, pretty much saying that the Mandarin, <laughs> just writing off the Mandarin name entirely. Saying, yeah, it's so good. Such a good sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In like, like literally like under sixty seconds, I completely go. I completely fix everything. <laughs> it's like the most menacing thing they could come up with is a piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. How do you feel about Trevor in this film? Uh, ben Kingsley coming back, still a mad well, Liverpool fan, even though. <laughs> yeah. Well, my quickly before that, I was going to say that the funniest thing about that whole sequence is I think it also says something about. Like the fact that they called the character the Mandarin in the first place in the comics, because you could even take that line and be like, "Oh, the most menacing name they could come up with was the name of fruit," and that's what they did, naming the character like you know, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it seems very meta, but you can sort of take it that way as well. Um, but yeah, that whole sequence was great, and then we yeah, Trevor was great. We got way more Ben Ben's Kingsley in this than I thought we were. Like I expected a cameo. I almost would have expected it as a like two second cameo or the very final after credit scene or something like that is kind of what I went into the movie thinking it was going to be. Not that he would sort of be tagging along for half the movie, (laughs) movie. (laughs) Uh, but he was very funny and I don't think any of his comedy ruined the movie. It kind of worked. I know he just, he just fitted in nicely there from the second he shows up and he's explaining everything. And the, the best part of it is just to, is to me the fact that that thing Whatever his short film thing was, which was on part was, Hell the King. was on, was that on Thor: The Dark World or something? I think it was on. I don't know. I think it. 
Was that the, it was on whatever was the movie after, was after Iron, Iron Man 3, 3, obviously. So probably yeah, whatever well. the next yeah. So whatever was after that was where it was tagged onto. And it was like the last of those Marvel shorts or whatever they did. But at the end of that, you do hear an explosion and whatever else. And it's implied that the real Mandarin or whatever was the one coming to kill him or break him out or whatever. And the fact that it's been like 10 years <laughs> to get a payoff for yeah. um, for that one-shot sequence, which was already that one-shot was basically done for older people complaining about the Mandarin and the Mandarin and all that sort of stuff. But the other thing that's just dumb is they do that because everyone, all these, I'll say comic book fans in quotation marks, go online and they're like, use rule the Mandarin, blah, 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 blah. You know, those same fuck boys are going to complain about this because they're still not getting the, the stereotyped yeah, right. racist version of the character that they want so dearly, which is the, is I don't the, know. I, I'll be, I'll, I'll be optimistic and say they don't really care. Because Tony Long is so good in this. <laughs> it, it was already getting downrated for some reason. I saw, like, it was getting review bombed, and I can't figure out why. I don't know if I've missed something. DC but it was already boys, getting, you know. I don't I know. I saw Snyder Who first knows? trending again, so. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah, because it it's already getting, like, review bombed on places I've seen. I'm like, why? did one of the stars of the movie say something like, get your COVID shots or something outlandish <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's the what's the deal yeah i know um yeah trevor's really good and that little pet pig thing or whatever that Please, that thing ever like freaks out or whatever that <laughs> picture but the moment we're like they're like what is that and he's like what's what and they're like what's that thing he's like oh you can see it too thank god it's not just in my head like the, <laughs> like the, <laughs> so funny <laughs> just the fact he's translating it for this whole time or whatever else uh yeah yeah so good very good and then you know leads them in the razor fist car <laughs> yeah. through the forest and then the, which was a cool visual that was yes better forest sequence in this than the whole of the jungle cruise movie um <laughs> then his last moment which was which is my whole cinema loved that the, that was quite funny for everyone it's just that that pig thing or whatever walks what was that thing's name it had a name i can't remember what i can't remember name, but, yeah yeah but like the fact it just walks up and you're like oh no it's like, Shh, I'm playing, I'm, act- I'm acting, everyone. <laughs> like, well, it's a performance. <laughs> and the fact it just drops dead on its back like a fucking dog plays dead. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's quite funny. And he's very impressed. By- <laughs> yeah, he's very impressed by the yeah, oh, skills. And then him saying, you know, he had gone into acting because he saw Planet of the Apes. No. <laughs> I didn't understand that it wasn't <laughs> an actual wasn't monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the comedy in this film was pretty great, you know. Between Aquafina and living all her lines and stuff, uh, you know the the, and then the callback to going to karaoke again, you know. Yeah, really, right, right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Uh, yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about before we jump into the after credit stuff? This is the big question. It's going to be asked a lot uh, in the coming weeks as it comes out, and you're going to see this question pop up in all the headlines. So we might as well ask it now. Does Shang-Chi do for Asian representation that Black Panther did for black uh, black representation. Um, I think it will to a certain audience. I think I don't think the Asian community is as vocal as the black community. <laughs> it's like different percentage. It's a quieter culture. <laughs> no, 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 like percent, like obviously, like 
the demographic is bigger in America and like uh, there's a lot more notable people and l- larger, more high profile well, people. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing is that's weird is like, I don't really, so like <laughs> white dude's view on both different culture things or whatever, but yeah. you know, you're watching Black Panther and you get, uh, it embodies, I guess, like current day black uh, American, African American, yeah, African American culture, as well as African um, culture, l- African culture uh, from like many different tribes and whatever else. So I think yeah. that's the key thing. And Whereas I mean, this film, this I don't doesn't really, get really that same explore any yeah. culture whatsoever. You know, it's just it's just like more a like setting. it's a place they visit. You know, yeah, cool. Place and I guess with the yeah the dragon and whatever else you like. Chinese, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I guess, like, but that—that's like the extent of it. I don't really get that same sort of multicultural yeah. thing or whatever else. I guess there's an element of like, um, you get like, especially at the start, you do get the element of like one character being able to speak uh, multiple languages or whatever, and then you've got uh, Aquaf- Aquafina's. Is Aquafina, we, you know, it is. Aquafina, yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking doubting myself there for a second, but her just like having the whole thing where she only can speak English Limited, or whatever, so you yeah. get like the whole um, what do you call that? She's uh, like a second generation. Yeah, yeah, that sort of, like the same sort of thing that they explore in um, the farewell or the whatever. Farewell, I guess. Yeah, yeah except she her, could speak which is Chinese in there <laughs> to a degree, but it explores that same sort of uh, generational thing. Yeah, generational thing. Like you get some of that, but then when when you get to the end of the movie, like there's not multiple things. It is more just like. Big dragon, so my brain just goes Chinese culture. Like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have the same sort of. Yeah. Also, shout out to all those cool mystical creatures. Like, they almost thought they fall and put a, like a nine tails in the film. I so was yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that fucking thing when I saw, I was like, they're fucking Pokemon. <laughs> 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 There's Pokemon there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Surely, there's got to be a Pokemon with no face, right? There will be now. They'll be upset that doesn't have a yeah, face. Yeah, Ditto. Maybe. I don't know. Technically. I, I mean, know. Ditto has a face. Kind of. Well, Dylan, how about you give us the most marvelous moment from this film? Fuck. I forgot that's a question you asked, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> do you have one while I think? Oh, I mean, it's got to be the bus scene. Like, kind of sets up the whole movie uh, and, like, very impressive. You know, on top, adds the comedy on top with the 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 guy on the live stream talking up you know i used to take karate so i'm gonna try my best <laughs> you <can> break <laughs> down to this <laughs> fight you know yeah uh i'm trying to think of another one but yeah i'll, I'll probably go to boss scenes i already mentioned it as well i didn't want to say it yeah. but i mean that was yeah that was my favorite action scene for sure yeah. i mean it was really well good. put together there's a really good piece of music that plays there as well like fucking electronic music or whatever and then they've he breaks the bus in half to save yeah, the day. Cool. Good day, we good day. Uh, I also appreciated like oh, when they decide to finally team up to take out the soul demons. Uh, Razor Fist's like, no, we're not going to team up. And then the the bad guy <laughs> who'd been hurting, kicking training, everyone's ass, who'd been training similarly his entire life, Shang Chi his entire life, gets his soul sucked out <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and he swaps sides real quick, and then he breaks off one of the. The spears and sticks in. I don't know how his razor works, but you know, I don't know. Interchangeable. Now, by power. the way, I was going to say because we shout outs. We just recorded a episode about what if 
prior to this. So spoilers for what if episode four. But this has a thing where people are like sucking souls out and feeding them to. And then Doctor Strange in that episode has a thing where he's basically like eating the souls of these creatures, dark monster creatures to get stronger. So I'm like, is this thing a dark monster? Like, is this similar sort of thing? Is that what we're saying? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I watched them closely together. I'm like linking stuff that's not actually maybe. Uh, yeah. So let's ju- after credit scenes. Obviously, we have the film ends with them talking to their old high school friend that they talked to at the start of the film, who told them off for like not living up to the potential, being boring, you know, and then recount the entire thing, and you know, doesn't believe them until Wong shows up, uh, and they walk through over to wherever Wong's library is. Uh, after credit, first after credit scene, them kind of examining the Ten Rings. Uh, and having Bruce Banner, important Bruce Banner, uh, Captain Marvel also like give their opinions on uh, the Ten Rings and like them coming up with nothing. And apparently, since Shang Chi uh, has had activated them or used them for the first time, there'd be some sort of signal dropping out of them somehow to somewhere. Uh, what do you think that means? <laughs> I have no clue. So feel That's free cool. to give me your thing, because I literally have no idea. Yeah. I I don't know either. I, I'm guessing it's got something to do with the Eternals, maybe, seeing as that's the next thing down the road. Or is it a signal to my favorite big bad, Galactus? You know? My, how would it connect to Galactus? As much as I'd love to say Galactus it's, is it's a signal that, that his, the world's ready to be sucked up. <laughs> the world's ready to be eaten. Enough energy. Or something. I don't well, know. If you want, so a bad guy uses it for thousands of years or whatever, the signal doesn't go off. A good guy uses it once, the signal goes off. Yeah. Is that, that's basically what it boils down to, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's just like throwing out theories. Simple, com- simple comic book thing where it's like a good guy uses something and all of a sudden it changes. It's like, the- nah, need to. F- that can't be it. That can't. Couldn't, can't stand that. Yeah. Or is good it the guy fact doing they got, stuff? They got shoved down a giant dark demon monster's throat that activated the maybe the signal. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously important and it's a tease for something. Um, it was a bigger tease for something that I thought was going to be getting in, in this movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then there's this some other things. This definitely feels like the start of Fast Four, Phase 4. Yeah. Like, this feels well, like something the proper, compared well, to Well, I guess Widow. the first film, so. Yeah. Like, this felt like a proper tease, proper... Because that's the other thing, like, Black Widow, one after credit scene, they have a proper credit sequence. Uh, we talked about that, how it felt like Iron Man 1, you know, like, it doesn't have a flashy title sequence or whatever and then this film back to flashy title scene mid credits after credits full credits then you've got after then yeah. you've got another credit like this is back to normal so black widow just feels like a very weird sort of blimp on the radar mm. <laughs> movie and this does feel like the proper start to phase four yeah um, there are some other things there too like we'll talk about bruce banner having a broken arm well, Bruce Banner being Bruce Banner for a start. Well, that too, last I time guess, we yeah. saw him, he was still the Hulk. Yeah, um, Professor Hulk. I'd have to assume he's like shrunk himself back to heal properly uh, after you know he messed up his arm, snapping his fingers, 
the Infinity Stone Gauntlet. Yeah, that would be my gut reaction. Uh, it also, I guess, it makes it easier for him to show up in <laughs> in a uh, She Hulk. You know, they don't have to pay to, for the Hulk. They just have Bruce, uh, Mark Ruffalo again. So, I thought that was an interesting like tidbit or like little piece of information that maybe the general person wouldn't notice. You know, mm. seeing it's been so long, but. Well, I hope they explain it because I well, I guess in Endgame they never really specifically say that he was trapped. It's just that him and Hulk they like he has that quick. But it's something he's been the, trying to do over those five years. Like, yeah, he's like we're living in unison now. Blah 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 blah. It's not like I got stuck. So I guess he could choose to go back, and I mean, it's not like they have to have a big moment, but they at least I would like a line of, "Oh, the big guy agreed it was better if I take over for a while," or you know, some. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that I assume that's why his arm's all messed up. Still from healing from the Infinity Gauntlet thing. If he yeah. can't heal. That would make sense, yeah. Uh yeah, and we got Carol with her normal hair. So I guess they're not doing the the short Mohawk thing. They're just changing up all the time. I don't know, I can't keep <laughs> I don't know if it yeah. I don't know if that's that uniform looks different or anything, but yeah. No, I, I was surprised that she showed up, so I'm like, whoa, that's like unexpected. I don't know, I guess I guess placing her there helps set oh, up you, the audience, audience going forward soon. that you know, that plus her position within the group I was thinking. Like having her shop, having the fact that she was called to be asked, like Yeah. Like she's like She's core like leadership of the team now. Yeah, of the Avengers, yeah. Interesting that Chang uh, Wong was like in charge there. Yeah. I guess Wong Wong's is Wong like, an Avenger. Wong's like a mediator, I guess, between different parties or whatever, but I did like how he basically gives this speech, gets to give the whole your life will never be forever, you know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say you're the part of Avengers now, but he's like, Welcome to the fucking mcu yeah. motherfuckers like <laughs> yeah it's it's to the characters and to the audience <laughs> no do like the, the actors yeah yeah the actors yeah your life will never be so and then cut to <laughs> them all singing yeah <laughs> yeah cut to you know hotel california uh good times uh and then the post very end credit scene uh we get xyling uh who we've been told went back to dismantle the ten rings no nah. She's the new leader of the Ten Rings. First, first, first thing she does: diversity, equal, <laughs> feminist, equality across the board. <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, and the end credits, like the final shot, is not like Shang Chi will return; it's the Ten Rings will return. Yeah, which I think, because the other thing is, like, you watch it, you know, he's going to be back. You don't really need a Shang Chi will be. We'll be back. You're like, of course he'll be back. Like, it's, it's, that's that's kind of where we're going. So I I think having the ten rings will be back. To me, that was oh Disney Plus series. Maybe like they could obviously be, they can be like antagonists for anybody now potentially. I I would honestly like to see a Disney Plus series for them. I feel like that's where those the Disney Plus thing would work really well for that sort of. Like you're not gonna give that you're not gonna give that character 
and like the Ten Rings themselves and a whole movie. And I don't want to just see them chucked in with someone else's movie. But how do I get her to what's the character name again? Xiling. Xiling. How do I get her to star in her own thing? It's Disney Plus. She ain't get a movie, but she can get a Disney Plus. Yeah. And that's not even a negative at these days because the Disney Plus things are basically just six-hour movies. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting. <laughs> Obviously, we're getting some interesting factions kind of brewing up. You know, of course, we had uh, Hydra for the longest time. Yeah, we've got Ten Rings. We've got whatever team uh, Louis Dreyfus putting together. Yeah. You know? And um, you've got um, the Space Shield. Um, what the fuck they're called? From WandaVision. Who are they working for? Oh, um, Sword. Sword, yeah. So you've got Sword, you've got Ten Rings, and you've got Julie Louis Dreyfus's uh, Secret Avengers. Yeah. And you still got the scrolls to show up and the whole, all sorts of yeah. stuff coming forward. So it's like, it's going to be a lot to keep track of. And, you know, they could, anybody can show up in anything at this point, which I guess kind of makes things interesting. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about in credits things? I, I, I like that they brought Ren Chang back to be part of <laughs> her new 10 rings crew. It's very important. The reason I would like that Disney plus show is because I just get Disney plus. Oh man, him like introducing him to the fight fit was a joy to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even just him saying, uh, telling Aquafina stuff and her saying her Chinese is no good. And he says, I can talk the ABCs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. All right. Uh, Let's know what you thought of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on Twitter by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash discord uh give us a review for all new marvel casts on podchaser or apple podcasts or let people know about the show uh and if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar head on over to our Kofi page and explosionnetwork.com slash support uh thank you very much for listening and join us next time for another all new marvel cast. Yeah.